and welcome to episode seven of the Coach Potatoes with me, Lara Kui. And me, Andrew Parker. Hello, Lara. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Great to see you again. And it's good to be back for our seventh episode. And I heard from a very reliable source that very few podcasts actually make it to the seventh episode. So I think we should be proud of ourselves. We should be. Fantastic. And to our listeners as well. Thank you for hanging in there with us. We really do hope that you are still hanging in there and that, uh, yes, that you will continue to listen to us in 2021 because we will be doing some more episodes then as well. We will. So as we draw to the end of this definitely historic year, the year of 2020, we thought we'd do a little year in review and, and just have a conversation about what we've been through this year, what we've noticed and all the things that have happened. So, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your year? Before we do that, Laura, let me just set up the podcast. I think this is really important to our dear listeners who've hung in there with us. So I guess our listeners can guess which one of us does this. But when we record our podcast, one of us has no notes and one of us has copious amounts of notes. And so today we've decided to freestyle, shall we say our podcast. So this could go really well, or this could go really, really poorly. So let's uh, then talk a bit about uh, our year of uh, 2020. And I was thinking about this, Lara, because the year of 2020 was the year that we met way back in uh, February, I think the middle or the start of February, when we uh, both started our coaching course. And that, of course, led to our uh, podcast and led to uh, to this uh, podcast. So the year, I guess, like most people, has been really, really tough. But there's been parts of it that have also been really, really good and really unique. So I've learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about uh, my profession, learned a lot about my business and where I want my business and myself to uh, head in uh, 2021. So as we sit here in mid-December recording this, I guess like most of us, I'm looking back on the air thinking, well, thank goodness I survived that. But there are lots of things that I will take away from the year as being really positive. And what about you? Yeah, it was definitely a memorable year. As you said, you know, we met in February and that was when um, I discovered what coaching is because actually I started the course without really knowing what it was. Um, I had vague ideas about, you know, me giving advice to lots of people and then learning on the, in the first lesson that actually that wasn't the case at all. I had to do all the listening and uh, not to give any advice at all. So <laughs> that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> we both learned that as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I learned, you know, the how to coach. I learned the joy of coaching. I had huge transformation, especially through being coached myself because I had not not received coaching before and being coached by so many peers you know including you Andrew has been a really big part of the journey for me and then of course I was um, going through some you know tricky times with health and I did have a lot of treatment that meant I had to have time out from work but during that time though I did discover many great things and I certainly discovered Zoom which has been 
life-changing the way that we can connect the way that we've made so many virtual friends who then become real friends in real life I mean we probably knew each other I don't know several months before we were actually able to meet in person so there's things like that um but it's been a real focus on the world I think how interconnected the whole world is how we hadn't realized how you know we're so affected by what goes on in different countries and just seeing this pandemic arise in Wuhan and here in Singapore we were very early to to get infections because of the way that um, Singapore is very connected with China and so uh, we learned what the Singapore government is capable of in terms of its response They had learned some very uh, serious lessons from SARS, even though actually the death rate from SARS was really quite minimal compared to COVID. But they learned their lessons from that. They sprung into action immediately. They took charge of digital transformation to make sure that they produced an app that was able to test and trace us straight away. They implemented the, you know, wearing of masks. We went into circuit breaker very early on. This had a fantastic effect in minimizing infections. And to date, I think Singapore has only had 29 deaths. Um, there were a large number of infections, I think about 59,000 at this stage. However, most were asymptomatic and actually currently there are about 28 people in hospital. So the figures speak for themselves. I think it's exciting that we've got Davos coming. Um, mm. So the World Economic Forum next year in May is going to be here in Singapore. And that's such a testament to how you know safe, secure, international, well-connected it is. And the fact that it's uh, an island, you know, so we're able to contain that. And every day I've felt... I mean, I'm sure you have to write the fact that it's been so safe from a COVID point of view. Um, and I just feel so privileged to live in a place like that. What, what are your views on, you know, what we've uh, experienced in terms of COVID? It's been, well, I hate to use the word again, an interesting time, but it, it has. But it's been interesting in all senses of the word, both uh, personally and professionally. And you're right about uh, the point on uh, Davos, uh, Lara. Um, it is a testament to Singapore uh, and to the, the safety and security and planning and foresight of uh, uh, Singapore and the Singapore uh, government and the uh, uh, business community. So I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, to Davos next year and uh, hoping that uh, we can play some role or play some um, part in attending or at least uh, listening into uh, what's uh, being said and what's being shared. So as I look back on the year as well, it was interesting you mentioned uh, Zoom. Uh, so... I think we all said yes to uh, to Zoom uh, and learned how to Zoom. Uh, and you're right, Larry, we didn't meet for many, many months. In fact, I'd not seen uh, you from the shoulders down at any point for about four or five months. So when we did actually meet, uh, it was uh, quite a, a great experience, but uh, a very strange uh, experience. We also learned to podcast uh, throughout the year as well, which has uh, been really uh, important and uh, been really, really good fun. And uh, that's been great to be able to do that. But for me personally, there's probably two business-related things that uh, I really learnt. One is trying to find new ways of doing business. And one of the words of the year I guess everybody has been using is the word pivot. I won't overuse that, but that's about finding new business opportunities, uh, new clients, new ways of delivering different uh, experiences, engaging with uh, with clients. But the other thing that's uh, been really important to me from a business point of view is being able to run my business in a really lean manner so when a significant portion of your business 
just falls away almost within a week, you have to be able to uh, trim your, uh, your sales accordingly. And so I know I've done that and lots of other business uh, owners or small business owners have uh, done that as well. So that's been both heartbreaking at times to say uh, no to certain uh, costs, uh, to manage uh, costs in a really different way. But you can actually run a business in a really, really lean manner by cutting costs, asking for help. Uh, lots of people have been really prepared to uh, help others as well by managing uh, cash flow and costs. So that's been really um, a really good learning uh, and a really good uh, insight for me personally. And then more broadly, as I think about it, it's actually helped me think about what's really important in life. And I receive uh, emails with promotions to certain restaurants and things like that. I would have jumped at the chance to, uh, to go to some of those uh, evenings uh, 12 months or so ago. And you see things and you think, it's really not that important. What a waste of money that might be. Or is that really important uh, in my life? And so it's really given me a good sense of perspective. So that's one of the positive things that I was talking about earlier as coming from 2020. And I know this has been a year of yes for you, Lara. So tell me about your year of yes. Yeah, it totally has been a year of yes in terms of stepping outside of my comfort zone and stepping into a whole new career. So um, at the start of 2020, I was still um, the head of business development for a law firm. And, um, you know, um, I was uh, on medical leave, but I was still in that position. And then after medical leave, I did go back to that job. But during that time and the journey to discovering coaching, to discovering what could be possible in terms of being able to reassess my lifestyle and to say, you know what, actually, I do need to prioritize different things now. This is not about me prioritizing, uh, you know, job status, um, uh, income in terms of, yeah, high, you know, a high earning career, this is a time to focus on my health, to really have time to be flexible, to be able to go for walks in the morning, and have a lot more concentration on family time and things that really bring joy to my life on a daily basis. Um, and until COVID struck, and we were able to you know, work from home and start to think about how life might look, I didn't even consider that might be possible. And so for me, with all the coaching that I mentioned, I was able to explore different ways of looking at how my life might look. So being able to use the strengths that I have to pivot into a brand new area and, and discovering, you know, my love of talking, my love of meeting people, growing relationships, how it very naturally has transitioned into um, having my own coaching and consulting business. And I think that has been the revelation that everything that I have been doing over the years in corporate lends itself so beautifully to this new lifestyle. So being a consultant, working for myself, choosing my own hours. And then this has been driven by technology. The fact that I can use Zoom, I can do webinars. So my year of yes was the fact that Strangely enough, I'm really not a, uh, a comfortable public speaker. And um, what technology has allowed me to do is I've discovered that if I'm sitting down like we are now, there's something that means I'm okay to speak. I don't feel threatened. But if I'm on stage, especially behind a lectern with a PowerPoint, that 
freaks me out. Like physically, uh, my body starts to tremble and then I get really, you know, distracted by the physical sensations and I'm not able to concentrate. Then my mind goes blank and then I can't talk at all. So using webinar, using Zoom to connect with people, um, you know, I've given Zooms to over 100 people. I can't imagine being on stage with 100 people uh, and not, uh, you know, finding that very uncomfortable. But I've really enjoyed getting to use Zoom, getting to, so I've said yes to podcasts. I've said yes to a whole load of webinars that I've given to various law firms and other organizations and that has been really good at pushing me outside my comfort zone. Um, and then things like um, people have asked me recently to co-author some articles um, so for next year. So I'm going to be doing a lot more writing. Uh, that's another you know new thing to do. Certainly my LinkedIn, I've been really active on LinkedIn. I've really enjoyed great feedback from people. They're so encouraging and so nice and supportive and so, yeah, really enjoying LinkedIn. I know that you're very active on LinkedIn as well. So tell I'm us taking, about that. <laughs> I'm taking my lead from you. <laughs> well, it's just so good, isn't it? It is. It is. And uh, I've tried to say yes to LinkedIn a lot more uh, this year and happy to admit that uh, I have taken my lead from yourself and a couple of others uh, as well. Uh, it's still um, a world that uh, is not foreign to me, but uh, I'm still trying new things and trying to figure out what works for me both personally and uh, uh, professionally. But thanks for sharing the your thoughts, Lara, about uh, presenting on stage. I didn't actually know that. And that prompted a question in my mind and I guess an uh, unscheduled or unsolicited uh, question. So as you've been saying yes throughout the year to different things, have there been any moments of doubt when you wished you'd said no? Oh, that's an interesting question. Actually, no. Um, no, they've all turned out to be great. But the main reason that I decided to be more yes was because I did go to a session that was specifically on the art of public speaking. And they just said, look, nobody's born with this gift particularly. I mean, there's some people a bit more outgoing than others, but actually it's about practice. And I thought, you know what, that is very true. I had actually always said no. I have been offered a lot of speaking opportunities before, but I always had said no, because I'd said, no, no, I don't do that. I don't like it. You know, oh, no, no, thank you very much, but not for me. But when I began to focus on, well, actually, it's about the practice, you're going to need to say yes a lot of times and just get used to it so that you can build that confidence. And I must say, the more webinars I do, you know, the more podcasts that we're doing together, um, that does become more natural. It definitely does. So I would say to anybody who feels that it's a, an uncomfortable thing to do, you just do need to get practice and just give it a go. And the thing is, I think once you've got it all in perspective, even if you mess up, I mean, this whole fear of failure thing, this is something that we uh, talk about a lot in coaching, but Fear of failure, what is it? For me, now that I've had a very different, you know, life-changing event in my life, I do view things as, well, this is hardly a life or death situation. Um, and when it comes to bravery, 
I've done some other things that are way more brave than just speaking on a podcast or doing a webinar. So I'm now surprisingly relaxed about all of these things because in the scheme of things, they're actually not that important. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's helped me a lot, you know, just really take a step back, not take myself too seriously and go, okay, well, hey, if I mess up, never mind, right? I'm human. And that's what happens. And especially with technology failure, there's always some sort of, you know, major disaster with the tech. But the thing is, everybody knows that that's what happens. And you just go, you know, we're just having a slight issue here. We'll solve it in a minute and not to freak out and panic. You know, this isn't about being perfect with everything and just go with the flow. So perhaps it's my go with the flow year of yes. (laughs) I like that approach. And you're right about uh, public speaking. Nobody has born as a natural uh, and a gifted speaker. It does take a lot of uh, effort. And it was funny as you were taking us through that um, uh, example, Lara, one of the things that uh, I do is I teach uh, or lecture part-time at one of the universities here in in Singapore. And so normally I have about 200 or so students in my uh, weekly class. And this year we did it entirely via Zoom. And so I think I saw maybe two of the 200 students uh, face-to-face or um, over Zoom. Uh, the rest of the time they had their camera off and it was just me speaking for three hours a week uh, to uh, 200 students. So it was a great learning experience from uh, from that point of view. But the reason I mention that is one of the questions that uh, always comes up at the end of uh, lectures is about public speaking. And these are typically first and second year uh, university students that want to know how to improve their public speaking skills. And very similar to yourself, one of the things that I always say to them is say yes to every opportunity to practice, whether it's a speech or a uh, a toast at a family function. We've got Christmas and New Year celebrations coming up, hopefully for most people. Offer to make that 30-second toast or, or speech. If you're at a work conference or a work event, offer to report back from the breakout group. Take little opportunities like that to practice public speaking and you'll continue to build your both comfort level but your confidence uh, and also your skill set as well yeah I, I love that and in fact um one of the opportunities that i took was uh to become you know the chair of one of the britcham committees so the startup entrepreneur and small business committee that was deliberately so that i would have that opportunity to do public speaking to larger groups of people we generally have about 25 members and you know in the olden days we used to sit all around the the table and so i would have to sit there at the head of the table and and you know chair the meeting and moderate etc and certainly that in itself, the fact that it was every single month meant that that gave me that practice that I needed and put me in a leadership position uh, that helped me get over, you know, some of the self-limiting beliefs that I had about whether I could do that or not. So that kind of thing, you know, if there are opportunities to volunteer, to become a chair or a co-chair of something, or to even start your own group, I mean, what Zoom is just the most incredible opportunity for you to build any community that you like of your own and act as that spokesperson, you know, be the person moderating. Uh, as Andrew said, it's like you can um, put yourself forward for those little practices. Uh, just, yeah, reporting back to your from your breakout group. I've noticed that that's a great opportunity um, and it happens so often these days. You know, what did your group say? Be that person to unmute yourself first. I like the way that you can signal that you're ready to talk by unmuting. So, yes. 
You can, you can indeed. And the other thing that I'd suggest to Lauren, one of the greatest gifts I think I've ever given myself is the ability to laugh at yourself. If things go wrong, as you said, things do go wrong and can and probably will go wrong. But you know what? It's not life and death uh, in that situation. So just laugh at yourself and the absurdity of the situation you find yourself in and you'll figure out a way through that. But uh, it's really, really important to learn to laugh at yourself. Exactly. So that moves nicely on to what we've, we've learnt and what we think about 2020 as a whole. Well, I'll first of all be happy to see the back of 2020. Uh, I think like most people, I'll uh, bid it a very, very fond uh, farewell. So what have I learnt in 2020? There's probably a whole range of both personal and professional or career-related things, uh, Lara. Um, so we mentioned uh, Zoom before. Uh, I learned how to continue to do business globally uh, by sitting in the one spot in my apartment in Singapore. Uh, I've learned how to do business without traveling, but still to maintain relationships. I've learned the importance of maintaining relationships uh, during this, uh, this time and reaching out to people, not with any agenda, just call somebody, send them a message. Uh, it's really helpful. It actually means a, a lot to people. So some of those small things have, um, have really helped. Uh, I've learned to do podcasts, as I mentioned, and we mentioned. I've learned how to wash face masks. Uh, that, that's been, uh, uh, I guess, every day, every other day uh, task in the, in my house. But certainly uh, yeah, new ways of doing business, running a, a really lean business. And I've learned to invest in myself. So when times have been really, really difficult and the business has stopped or ground to a halt, that's the time to uh, invest in yourself. Most people would argue even before that, that's the time. So that's what brought me to, uh, to coaching uh, as well. Uh, but find time to think about your business. I've learned to find time to uh, develop myself. I've now built some time every Friday afternoon. I call that personal development time. That's my little two-hour block where that's where I watch all those videos or read all those articles I've been sent during the week. Uh, and I really get into it to detail with those uh, and with those uh, the, the sort of media. So that's been really helpful. So there's some of the things that, that I've learned. So as we look back, what, what sort of things have you learned, Lara? Yeah, I love the, the way that you've uh, carved out time for your self-development. I think that that is something that's very valuable and uh, probably definitely worth a slot in the diary. Um, I have always been, um, <laughs> and I'd say actually an obsessive learner. And with the technology that exists nowadays, that honestly aren't enough hours in the day for me to satisfy my craving for new information and learning. Uh, so I have subscribed to uh, Harvard Business Review, to Medium, um, to LinkedIn Learning, uh, and Mind Valley, um, and various coaching courses that I'm doing. Um, I have definitely invested huge amounts of time, effort, and money into self development to really help me, uh, you know, be my best and and to help me learn because. I think every day I'm just so inspired by what other people are doing, new ideas and what there is and what you can do. It, it's amazing what's available out there. Really, I see no excuse for people not to tap into what's freely available, uh, you know, on podcasts and on YouTube, etc. Um, on LinkedIn. It's been a really great year of learning for me. I have learned so much. I've done so much. Um, and I'd say that what I really learned 
was how valuable you know relationships are i i have always valued relationships but when you are you know going through tough times and people are there to support you and uh connect with you and help you and encourage you that has been the greatest thing and um i just had my birthday this week and um it was the most amazing support i got you know literally hundreds of messages i couldn't cope <laughs> with uh, my facebook instagram and linkedin and whatsapp messages from from people all over the world which is so so nice um so that's been i think for me 2020 was my year of connectedness and okay. yes and go with the flow. <laughs> so it was a it was a big year, uh, lots going on, and uh, but a really, um, in some ways, a really good year. Um, I would say I definitely saw a lot of positives that have come out of it, in terms of us reevaluating, uh, you know, where we live, how we live, how we want to live in the future. I've liked the openness. I've liked the. Um, emphasis on authenticity so this is interesting although we are now all wearing masks mm -hmm. people have actually taken off their mask okay so their real mask that they i think a lot of people may have hidden behind a corporate veil or they may have hidden behind some sort of you know very professional kind of uh, persona. Mm -hmm. I feel that with Zoom and with the vulnerability that people have experienced during this year, a lot of people have actually unmasked themselves. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're wearing a physical mask, but we're actually showing our true selves. And it shows when you're wearing um, a physical mask, how it's quite difficult to show that you're smiling. It's quite difficult to show how you're being, you know, grateful to someone, especially, for example, just going to the supermarket. So it shows you have to use your words to communicate, to really say loudly as well, right? Because you can't speak through your mask very well. So to loudly say thank you, to loudly say, hey, you know, how's it going? Um, all of those things, I think that we are engaging in more meaningful communication this year. That's interesting because one of the things that I've found with the mask too is that you're right, you cannot tell if somebody's smiling at you or not, but you can also tell if somebody's genuinely smiling at you because you see it in their eyes. And so if you're going to give someone a smile and you're trying to communicate through a smile, I found it's really important to actually be genuine with that smile because then they will see that uh, in the, your eyes and the, the rest of your facial expression. So I love that. Uh, I love that thought about uh, people have unmasked, and I've seen a lot of that, particularly in the first six months or so of the year. People have been prepared to be vulnerable and to show their vulnerability, and that's whether that's a family pet or the family dog uh, coming into uh, to the Zoom. Uh, or uh, people just being tired from um, day after day of uh, online meetings or something happening in the background, um, children misbehaving perhaps. We're all human uh, and I think this year has been able to give us some real insights into uh, other people's lives but also to help us embrace and share our own vulnerability. So I think that's a, a really uh, astute observation. Mm. Another thing I think that's come out of it is um, leadership. So those who have shown true leadership in that they have been able to be 
empathetic. They have been able to show their vulnerability and authenticity during these times and have really stepped up. And then there's those who actually weren't up to their leadership position, who have flailed about, who've been ineffective, who have not been able to understand what their you know, employees are going through. And so I think it's been a big time for corporates to recognize those employees who um, have been able to really evolve and adapt and who are the superstars in their organization. I think there's been a clear revelation of those people who are, you know, super valuable employees uh, and those who have not been prepared to adapt or who have not really gone with what I would say is the essence of, of the COVID pandemic, you know, the, the authenticity, the vulnerability, that uh, willingness to, to step outside their comfort zone and step outside what's expected as well. So people who've really gone beyond mm-hmm. and people who've shown, you know, the empathy and all of the things necessary that make them a great asset to the company. So I hope that companies will recognize those people um those people should be you know promoted and uh it's going to be quite a year in 2021 of restructuring this is what i foresee so that leads us on to 2021 right so what do you think about what's in store for us for 2021 well i hope we take some of the positives as you just mentioned from 2020 into 2021 so for me personally, I'll be taking that uh, vulnerability uh, piece. I'll be taking what I've learned from uh, coaching uh, into uh, 2021. I've got uh, some uh, new clients that are prepared uh, and willing to work with me. So I'm grateful to them, grateful for the clients that are continuing the coaching journey with uh, uh, with me. Uh, so that's, uh, that's really important. I'm also launching some group coaching sessions uh, as well for the first time, which I'm really, really excited about. I'm really excited about embracing and continuing to embrace my own introversion. And there's a really big community of uh, introverts uh, out there as well. Uh, so I'm doing some work with introverts and, and coaching introverts, particularly in a, a group uh, setting. So looking forward to taking that from 2020 into uh, to 2021. Well, that is what I'm really grateful for, actually, Lara. Both uh, this year I've been able to build a business that's uh, mixing my love of consulting, uh, but also uh, my love for coaching as well. So really excited about uh, 2021. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I always love going into a new year. Um, it gives you that opportunity to reset and focus and, and plan some goals for the year, to um, yeah reflect on the year um, just past and, and look forward to the new year. And certainly as coaches, we love to focus on the future, not dwell on the past, but always move forward. Um, and so for me, in terms of goals, I definitely, uh, I'm still in the awareness raising phase of my new business, which uh, I launched right at the end of September. So I'm still early days, but I'm really looking forward to um, also starting some group um, coaching sessions. So I'm going to be running some masterminds for for lawyers in particular. So in uh, in-house lawyers and private practice lawyers, I see great power in creating groups that can nurture um, you know, individuals, they can learn so much from each other and share and uh, and support each other while at the same time focusing on 
the coaching aspects, so their goals and, um, you know, moving forwards, being held accountable by the group, which is very, very powerful. So I'll definitely be launching a few of those in 2021 and then focusing um, a lot on the consulting side. I focus very much on the legal industry. That's where my experience lies. And I really love working with law firms and lawyers and helping lawyers to really find what makes them happy. It's generally a very tough career. It's um, very long hours, very competitive culture with a lot of people who are very, very similar. And this means that there are tensions in terms of, uh, you know, very much a rat race. And the partnership model is one that creates an elite situation, very hierarchical. So it can be quite hard to navigate. There are lots of unwritten rules. There are lots of politics. Therefore, I like to help um, lawyers, particularly women, understand how to navigate that uh, and how they can really help themselves to put their best foot forward, put themselves in the best position. So maybe they're not in the right practice area. Perhaps they're not in the right firm. Perhaps they uh, would be better off in-house. Any of those kind of scenarios, um, I help people to really discover their strengths, you know, blind spots in particular, and how they can really make the most of their uh, legal careers or even to to leave law and, and discover something completely new. Lots of lawyers have fantastic skills that give them opportunities to start a new business or become something completely different. So I love the opportunity to support people who can transform um, and want to do something new. And certainly 2021 is that opportunity um, with all this technology, with all these new insights, but also Anybody who has been unfortunate to be retrenched or perhaps their retirement has has been brought forward. So people who are feeling uncertain at this time, I think 2021 will bring new opportunities as companies begin to focus on the future, begin to feel a bit more comfortable. And now that there are vaccines available in certain parts of the world, we are sure to get those quite soon in Singapore. And this is going to lead to companies definitely, um, you know, unfreezing their hiring processes, looking at what they want to do with their businesses going forward. So I foresee that there's going to be quite a lot of um, hiring. So there's going to be new opportunities for a lot of people. Um, but those people who are in jobs at the moment, they need to think about all that learning we talked about. So learning new skills, keeping themselves relevant, making sure that they're investing in themselves in terms of their skills, their mindset. Um, I think we've discussed on other episodes before, Andrew, mindset and, mm -hmm. and how absolutely crucial that is for anybody in their career. Because when I've hired people in the past, although you've got you know the skills that you require for a certain job, it really is about somebody's attitude. You know, it's quite important for people to get off their high horse and say, you know what, I'm just going to do what it takes. If this job uh, is very wide and has a lot of different things from some very mundane tasks to some extremely, um, you know, highly intellectual tasks, 
don't just concentrate on the things you like. There's always got to be stuff that you don't like. And certainly as an entrepreneur, you know, you were just talking about running a very lean operation. Um, as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, you know, we have to do everything mm-hmm. from literally writing the envelopes and sticking the stamps, you know, to, to our own IT technology, to everything, right? So in our day, there's a lot of variety. Um, but some tasks are more fun than others. Certainly the admin is not mm-hmm. fun for us either. But I think that having the attitude where you just do what it takes is really important. Agree, agree. It's interesting, uh, Larry, you say that because uh, my eldest son is about a week, a week and a half away from actually finding out his uh, final score for his last year at, uh, at high school. We have been having this conversation and he's a little worried about uh, his score. And uh, we have this conversation at home. In fact, we had this conversation last night. It's not about where you start, it's where you end up. Uh, And a score will not define you for the rest of your life. Uh, And so I really like your thoughts around uh, uh, embracing uh, growth, embracing all aspects of uh, what uh, interests you, uh, putting yourself uh, out there, experiencing uh, new things. Uh, and being the best person that uh, you can be, I think that's uh, that's really, really important. And it's a great way to uh, reflect back on 2020 and as we head into 2021. I do have to ask though, Lara, so you said you had a theme for 2020. Have you decided on the theme for 2021 or does that just evolve naturally? And if you have decided on something, are you able to share with us what it is? Um, well, so <laughs> my year of yes probably started quite late in 2020. So I'm definitely going to be doing more of yes for 2021. So definitely another year of yes. Um, and definitely focus on, um, you know, my business, Lara Q Associates, definitely growing that, but definitely more mindset. So, um, perhaps trying to push myself to be a bit more ambitious. So my year of yes with ambition. I'm smiling and laughing at it, Lara, because uh, there's not enough hours in the day <laughs> for your ambition. That's fantastic. I love that. So it's, it's yes and for 2021. Yeah, definitely the and or the what else, Indeed. right? That we like to make sure that we push people um, and always ask them what else. But how about you then? What's going to be your motto for the year? I don't really have a motto. I'm not kind of a, a motto uh, person. Uh, I've never been one to actually plan my entire year. Or I've never been one of those people that can say in five years time, this is where I want to be. I kind of have some very loose uh, goals. Uh, both for my business and for uh, for me uh, and my family uh, personally, so I don't I don't put them under a, a motto. Uh, maybe because they're so varied that uh, I can't uh, and don't like to uh, uh, hem myself in uh, that way. But I will be borrowing heavily uh, from the idea of uh, saying yes to new opportunities and trying new things. I have a list of things that I want to try uh, next year, both personally and professionally. Uh, so I'm looking forward to experiencing those things and uh, uh, continuing to um, learn about the world. Uh, in the world of, uh, of business, learn about my clients, uh, learn about my um, coaching clients uh, and really continue to help people. So continue to invest in myself, continue to help others invest in themselves. Yeah. That'll be yeah. important things for me next year. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's pretty exciting. Um, and so we thought we'd come up with a little quote. Um, this is really so, hard. How yeah. do we find a quote? <laughs> I know, I know. So um, 
I chose one by Mark Twain, who was a very, very wise man. And he said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. And what I like about that is it's the concept of taking action. And it's about not really, you know, focusing too much on perfectionism and things like that. It's just about start something and you never know where it will take you. Um, but it's, uh, you know, analysis paralysis, I think, happens to a lot of people. And certainly with things like um, podcasts, you can listen for years to a podcast on, you know, grow your Amazon business or uh, launch your startup or whatever, right? You could listen, 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 and never take action. So I would say to anybody looking at 2021, let that be your year of action. Think about what it is you want to do and take action with that. So I think that uh, rather than sit on your hands, take very small steps, you know, your to-do list, break it down into really tiny steps. These things don't have to be overwhelming. They can just be tiny. And actually, if you're consistent with it, over time, it will snowball. And like anything, you just have to get started. I love that, Lauren. That's fantastic. I used to have a, uh, a former manager uh, for a company I was working for in, uh, in Belgium. And one of the first things and wisest things he ever said to me was, and I won't do the accent, Andrew, how do you eat an elephant? And I looked at him, it's an unusual question. What do you mean? Andrew, tell me, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer was, bite by bite that's all you can do and so i love uh, just get started i think that's uh, that's fantastic my quote comes from uh, danny k and i wanted to finish uh, our podcast off on a, a really positive note as we look forward to 2021 and danny k is quoted as saying that life is a great big canvas and you should throw all the paint on it that you can and I think that's a fantastic way to look forward to, to 2021. So I know I'll be trying to throw all the paint that I can on 2021. Uh, and I hope uh, both you, Lara, and our dear listeners uh, also continue to throw uh, as much paint uh, on the canvas of life uh, in 2021 as they can. Well, that's a lovely ending to this our Christmas special. So um, we do hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. And that you will continue to listen to us into the new year. Um, please do like and subscribe to our podcast and do connect with us on LinkedIn. We're both on LinkedIn, very active there. You can connect with us there. Um, we've both got our own websites. You can check those out in any of the podcast episode notes. So please do follow us and, and connect with us. And we, you know, love to start growing our audience even wider. So please do share it as well. We look forward to seeing you in the new year. So it's goodbye from me and happy Christmas. Indeed. For those listeners that do celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, and to everyone, a happy 2021. Happy New Year. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.